Let's go, Big Daddy. Studios in beautiful downtown North Royalton, Ohio, where I'm still quarantined. Phone lines open right now, 440-628-8145 or 8150, but don't call because we've got our team members on the show because they are quarantined as well. Now let's get ready for Bender and Pickles and Carlita and yours truly, the Big Daddy. And of course, the Italian stallion on the phone lines, Chocolatey. Yes, sir. How you doing, brother? I'm doing. The sun's out today. The news is getting better. I'm feeling pretty good. You know what? I I got to tell you, Chuck, for the first three or four days, I, I really, really bitched about this. Welcome to the show, everybody. The GLC for Lunch Bunch right here. Beautiful downtown North Royalton, Ohio. I, uh, yes, sir. I, I bitched for the first two or three uh, days, and then... I was telling Carlita the other night, I said the same thing to Bender. I said, you know what, my buddy Bart Slack, I said, if this is a prelude to what retirement is like, I can get used to this. Although, you know, you know if I, as long as I don't run out of money, obviously. But other than that, I, this has kind of have become nice to me because I got things to do. I got my studio here. You know, this kind of thing. So I got things to do all the time. And I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm – starting to get used to this a little bit no it's, it's i don't know i think it's too much isolation i, I want to see some people you see people now and they're scared in their eyes you look at them and they don't want to you know obviously I, I understand everybody wants to stay apart and everything but it's just uh people i don't think they've been as kind as you would think during something like this yeah i i, I know and, and i'm being facetious a little bit the, the only thing i do miss is being around people. See, one of the things about the, the YMCA, and Chuck, you and I have been single for a while. I've been single now for three and a half years. But what was nice about going to the YMCA is there were women, older and younger, but I'm more, obviously, because I'm going to be 60 this year, I'm more attracted to older women, more uh, older established women. But there was always hot 
women everywhere, particularly in, in that Zumba class that they took over there. Hot women who still keep their bodies hot and tight, and they're in there dancing with those tights on in the Zumba class. That's what I miss is all the hot, being around the hot women, even though I'm single, you know? I'll tell you this. I miss going to the getting breakfast. That's a big thing. I'm going just to diners, greasy diners. You and Bill would go. Yeah. And uh, I, I used to love going to greasy. I mean, just, just that alone. That's probably one of the first things I'm going to do when this is over. Yeah, me too. Because that, that was the one thing about Scramblers over on Pearl Road in Strongsville is that that was a way for Bill and I to, how do they say, depress? Or uh, in other words... This is where we could just hang out for an hour or so and have a breakfast. Every Thursday morning was our stand-in time at 8 a.m. at Scramblers on uh, on uh, Pearl Road in Strongsville. And that was, of course, where my favorite waitress, Adriana, the beautiful mermaid, Adriana. Beautiful is Adriana. Oh, my God, she's so hot. And so those are the kind of things I miss. I don't miss... You know, going there and the babies in the morning crying and yelling from the soccer moms, you know, take their babies to. And Bender, I would always have to prod him to not say anything. Bill, Bill, don't say nothing. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> because you could see in his face, he gets perturbed. And, you know, and it's like, okay, in my mind, I'm looking at him, it's like, he's going to blow at any time now. He's going to blow. And I have to remind him that. I'm not going to go to lunch with you or breakfast or dinner or anything else with you if you cause a scene because I'm a big black guy in a predominantly white neighborhood. I don't want to bring any attention to myself, and I don't want people swiping my eggs and my bacon across the floor before they put them on my plate to bring it to me, you know? Nice little hawker in there before they give it to you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's what people who don't understand who bitch about their food not being the way made the way they want. That's, in other words, you insult the cook when you do that, and you don't even realize. You think you're just being a smart ass. But they, I never said nothing back. I was eat it no matter what. That's right. I, I say to myself, okay. Well, you bring your own bacon, though, so that's a different plateau. But, but not anymore. I was doing it for a while, and I said to myself, okay, Marty, A, you like going to this place. B, you don't have to have the meat. You can just do a pancake and be happy with that and then go afterwards and, and get yourself whatever. So that's what I'm doing now. I don't have to have the, 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 the bacon or the sausage. So I just stopped doing that because I don't, again, Chuck, I'm a big black guy in a white neighborhood. I don't want to be caught with the person that's hiding bacon in his pocket, you know. <laughs> what, what, have, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy, basically, when you're in, when you're in the house? And you got nothing but time, and it kind of no, feels. No, it's it's awful. I, I take this. I've been trying to walk the dog. I've been eating it at an alarming rate. <laughs> I, I, it's just scary how much I, I, I've eaten. I really wouldn't eat as much, but I, I try to get out. I take the dog for a walk in, in the development where I, you know, the condo complex where I live. The people are out, but it's very weird. You don't see a lot of them. They're they're a lot older, you know. So this some days you won't even see a person out. Yeah, it, it's funny you should say that about eating because yesterday, Chuck, for the first time since I've been living here, and, and I moved in here in 2013, the beginning of 2013, I made my first lasagna because I was getting tired of just, you know, chicken and turkey and seafood and rice. And, you know, I was like, okay, I got to come up with something different here. So yesterday 
I said, uh, Tuesday, uh, Monday night, I said, I'm going to get up tomorrow. I'm going to go to the grocery store. And, of course, yesterday was the first day that I wore the mask. I had been, I had, I was starting, you know, I was feeling like a turd if I would wear that mask. You know, it's, plus I'm so incredible. You wore the mask, huh? I wore the mask for the first time. Now, it's hard for me because I'm incredibly handsome. And so I didn't want to wear the mask all the time when I went in a giant eagle because all the ladies liked me there, you know. So I said, I'm not going to do it. I got to go in and look good. But then every time that I would go to Giant Eagle, more and more people would have on the masks, including the— I was at Mark's the other day. I, I was the only one without a mask on. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. And I got to go to Walmart tomorrow to get kitty litter for the cat. And I, and I am not going into Walmart without a mask on. That's for sure. So when I go tomorrow to get my kitty litter at Walmart, because they got the best price on the, on the 40-pound bag uh, box, I'm going to wear my mask. And I'm going to wear my mask— Every time I go out now, because did you see the latest numbers in New York, Chuck? They had 791 cases just yesterday. There are over 5,500 people dead from the coronavirus in New York, in the state of New York. That's serious, Chuck. But now, from what I saw on the scales, and, and you talk about the trajectory and all that stuff that's going on with the models. It seems like it's going to be a lot lower than people anticipated in the first place. Well, yes. In, in Cuyahoga County, it seems like they're saying that the numbers during the peak, which was supposedly, I believe, this week and next week, I mean, Trump said it was going to be the next two weeks, and I think he said that last week, we don't, we don't have, I guess, the peak numbers that they projected for the state of Ohio and Cuyahoga County and the whole nine yards. So that I'm happy about. But overall, Chuck, I really don't see myself going back to work until, I mean, I know probably after the 15th I'm going to be laid off. And I, know, and I have a feeling because uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner of the NBA, for all you non-sports fans, came out and said, we're going to wait till May 1st before we have any other updates on when we might possibly be able to continue our season and then baseball now they're talking you see the idea that they're talking about they're talking about going to Arizona they have enough ballparks because that's where a lot of spring training was they want to start playing they're thinking about playing games in Arizona and create this bubble-like environment so in other words they make sure that when they get a hold of these tests that they can test people and guys in 15 minutes and they're going to test people every day and then try to play the games in Arizona with no fans. What do you think about that? I think it's ludicrous. I mean, do you, do you really want to watch a game with no fans? They did the wrestling, the WrestleMania with no fans, and it was ridiculous. I didn't watch. So you, so I, I had heard about that because I believe Brock Lesnar was going to defend his title or whatever, and I said, eh, you know, wrestling with – Wrestling, I kind of don't understand because that is very fan-based, and they do a lot of the entertainment and theatrics for the fans. But baseball, I guess if we're watching it, oh, we're, I, I don't give a crap about baseball, but if the fans are watching it, at least they're getting the games. And I guess the biggest thing is that the players, when they first asked the players, Chuck, if they would do it, they said absolutely not. But then they asked their significant others, and their significant others, wives and, and girlfriends, and carried on said, well, you get paid, right? And they said yes. And then they said, "Okay, we'll deal. With, we'll deal with it." You know? Yeah. 
Well, they're going to have – I mean, baseball's a crazy one because, I mean, let's say – I mean, it's so hard now because people are going to start fighting. I know uh, Boom's going to come on later. And he's he's going to love these numbers. I mean, they're, they're pointing to what he says has been saying all along. I mean, it is, it's, if these numbers think they are. But they talk about there could be more uh, coming in November, more coming in the fall. How do you start something up just to shut it down again? Yeah, I know. Let me bring in my uh, the other team member, Bill Bender. Bill, how you doing? Very good. Good morning. Nice sunny day. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. What, what? Well, if you've been watching ESPN and all, they had the great fights of all time on last night. They had Ali Frazier three. They had George Foreman and Zaire fighting uh, Muhammad Ali, and then they showed uh, Mike Tyson, twenty-year-old Mike Tyson and Trevor Burbick. I know. I've, I've been I've been checking in on all of the old sports, but I'm kind of on the side of I'm getting tired of watching it. I'm not. It's like okay. How many times can you watch the Cavs win the championship? How many times? I mean, you know, it's like it, it, it's it's good and bad. Well, on the one hand, you watch it and you go, "Wow, I was there. I I, I have Marty's ring. I can wear. I, that's kind of cool." But on the other side, it's like we'll never see this again. We may never see sports again. What are we talking about? Hey, Chuck, well, you know, I, we, we were, you. I want Chuck. Uh, I wanted to ask you. What are you thinking about baseball talking about having games out in Arizona? We were just talking without, about it. We were just without talking. Without fans. Yeah. yeah. That, go yeah, ahead, Chuck. I, think it's, I, I, I don't like it, I, but I think they've got to start the season sometime. Um, but I think it would be I, – I wouldn't even bother starting it, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm with you. I, uh, my opinion is – if we don't have another sporting event all year, that's fine. Now I know that not Chuck, to me. <laughs> I, well, I know, but you know, but but you're also an overweight black man who has pre-diabetes yeah. and other and other complications, and I'm worried about you. I, well, I understand, but again, remember now, I am I am different than people who have these pre. Pre-existing conditions that do, do don't do anything but sit on their ass. I'm at least out there working out and trying to keep myself as healthy as possible. Well, at least while the YMCA was open, of course it's not open right now. But I am working hard to at least work on my situation. Yeah, but I don't think that the reports coming in say that people who happen to be uh, healthy when they get it are immune to death. I understand, but the bottom line is we got to get back to work at some point in life, don't we? Yeah, I, you know, I agree with that. I, I, it's funny. I've, I've flipped a switch in my head over all of this. And one thing I believe is that people don't wa- won't want to get back to work. Yeah, some people will. Yeah, I mean, because you need a paycheck. But... I'm going to be interested to see when this goes back how many people have excuses that they don't want to go back. Listen, I, let me tell you something real quick. Real and how quick. many people won't be accepted back? Exactly. That's we, true, too. We got uh, Chuck Aletti and, of course, Bill Bender on the phone right now on the GLC. Uh, somebody told me yesterday, uh, was it two days ago? Two days ago, that their wife was with a company for 25 years and she got laid off right before this whole coronavirus epidemic and uh, exploded in the media. People started getting laid off. She got laid off before that. 
she had a job interview, and they were ready to give her a job before the, then all of a sudden the pandi- pandemic thing happened, and they started closing business and everything, and so she didn't take the job. So now she's told that she was, she was making 400 and something dollars of unemployment, and then they said, we're going to give you another 600 because they're going to give everybody, I guess, on unemployment $600 a week or something like that. So now she's going to get, and that's on top of the unemployment, I guess, that they're doing in the government. So now she's going to get 1000 bucks, and her husband's saying, well, why would she take the job when they're available to go back to work when she can sit there and get a grand a week for not working? Uh, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I agree, I, and and anybody that doesn't take advantage of that, really receiving these monies. Wait a minute, say that again, Chuck. Listen, anybody that advantage. Hello, anybody that doesn't take advantage of these programs is insane. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, the big thing that keeps being forgotten. Every you know, we we you complain, or people would complain about it. Where does the government get their money? Does the government have any money of their own? No. It's all our money. And at this point, they're just giving it back. That's all. All right. Now, Chuck, you had a question for Bill. What, what was your question you asked? Well, these monies, are, are people actually receiving them, Bill? I mean, I know there's a lot of things to sign up for, but it seems like when they get in the red tape, I talked to so many people on unemployment, they had such a hard time getting on the uh, site, and they couldn't get I, the site, something were just, turned down. I, uh, before I uh, called the show, I almost didn't. Uh, I was on with my bank. I've been on for the last two days uh, and filling out the forms. I just have to get some more stuff like payroll forms and, and, and whatever. But um, I don't see it as bad. I don't have the money yet, but I have not been able to get all of the forms together and turn them in. As soon as I get off the show, I'm going to go back to it because I'm having to collect you know all the forms. But uh, as I understand it and from what my accountant says, in my case, uh, I'll still be able to pay myself, pay Marty, pay uh, uh, That's Matt. important. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's important. Yeah, you same stuff. But, um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I, I, again, I'm not getting all upset. I'm a little annoyed it's not happening fast enough, but it's only been a few days. That's true. And, and the thing is, I saw uh, online today – that the banks have stopped taking new applications for this, what is this called, a PPP, that people yeah. are, are uh, trying to get. And they've got so many now that they got to start reviewing the ones that they have. So they've stopped taking new applications on that. So uh, the little PSA out to the people, if you haven't filed yet for a PPP, uh, maybe your bank, because I believe with Huntington Bank, they said, we, I got an email saying we stopped taking new applications so that we can focus on all the ones that we've gotten so far, Chuck. Yeah, I got wow. a problem with, with, I don't know that that's, my bank is Northwest Bank, and I don't know that that's a problem yet, but I'm not all in. I haven't sent all my forms yet. I'm still getting them together today, and I'm worried uh, that I'm going to get aced out or something. It, it's it's bad. So, Chuck, wow. no. 
uh, I was going to say, so Chuck, so right now, basically, as I was asking you before we brought in Bill Bender, because you were talking about, you said, I eat more than ever now. And I, I understand that because you get bored. And I made my first lasagna since I've been living here. And I made a turkey and pork lasagna. And it was freaking awesome. And I've been eating it ever since. And the thing is, for me, I just keep trying to find things to do. I keep trying to find things to research, you know, something to research and things to do that to keep my brain occupied. Because otherwise, and I'm watching every show you could possibly, every murder mystery from ID Discovery <laughs> to un, Unsung and, and Fatal Attraction. And I don't know why I'm morbid. I'm, I'm always interested in these people trying to get away with murder and getting hey, caught. Hey, well, I get free hey. show time now. They didn't cancel my thing. I was going to cancel and go back to regular uh, antenna TV. But then when this started, I wanted to see the news. You know what I mean? I wanted to see some of the cable news stations. So we got the... The cable kept on, and uh, they get free showtime this month on a lot of the different. Uh, I, yes, I've, I've been watching. I've been watching Showtime movies too. Hey Chuck, a movie that just came out that we watched this weekend that I think you will find very interesting is called Current Wars. Oh, the well, current the, the current war. Uh, you can find it on, you know, on demand or whatever. Uh, it just was released at the end of March, uh, and it's the story of uh, Thomas Edison and George Westinghouse and Nikolai Tesla all battling for the electrification of the country and what they were inventing, and it's the war between choosing AC or DC. I mean, it's but you got to watch it. I uh, I watched it and I watched it the second time. Real good film. No, that's great. Chuck, no, I, that sounds like it's, it's very interesting. Chuck, as yeah, I, yeah, it's a it's a great historic uh, period piece, uh, and you learn something. It's it's one of those that you know I'm like you, Marty. I have been going through all of the dramas and the hospital dramas and the hospital, and it's. After you watch two or three episodes, you know, you're going, what am I doing? I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, it's awful. And I say to myself, and I realize the realization of this, Bill and Chuck, is for us working folks, I know I ain't going back to work until probably June or July at the earliest. Do you really think that, Marty? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Listen. Adam Silver comes out and says, we're not even going to talk about what we might be able to do until after May 1st. Once they make the plan, then they got to implement the plan. Uh, it's uh, going to be middle June, July. It could nope, be even August nope, before we nope, play. Nope, nope, I, nope, I disagree. I think within two weeks, we're going to start to see, coming down through the system, the 15-minute COVID test to see if you have immunities or see if you've had it. I think that's going to be the next big thing in this to get people back to work. I think that we are all going to be asked. And and the numbers being as low as they are, they'll be able to implement that stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah, And and I think that we will all be asked at some point to take a test yep. to see if we have the antibodies or whatever, and if we do, we're going back to work. It's not you, you know you're going to be tested, Marty. Yeah. You ain't going to yeah. sit there for months. 
Right, good. Well, I, I, I hope you're right. I truly hope I'm wrong because I, I would like to see him get back to playing by, well, like I said, you know, the, the June 1st, if anything, you know. so. It, what, you mean basketball? Yeah, where they're playing games again and I have to go to work games, you know. Uh, that ain't happening until next fall. Well, that's that was my point. Really? I, you don't I, think they're going to play basketball again? That was my I pro don't point. Think, I don't think that they will play basketball for a long time. That was my I whole point. That, that was my I whole think point. That basketball, I think that basketball is going to be the, uh, the big um, um, casualty uh, other than the other sports. One reason is because it's played inside. Yeah. Uh, and the people are all in a Petri dish. Uh, uh, football, baseball, outside, or bigger stadiums. I'm going to be interested to see if they actually do this thing in Arizona. Right. But, but uh, hey, we're, we're looking at a, at a possible 150-game baseball season with 20 doubleheaders for each team. Right, right. Hey, Chuck Coletti, as always, right. my friend, I'm going to let you go so I can open up the line for Carlita to call in. Stay safe as always, and uh, every week there's something new. And, of course, no, the GLC. No, great to hear from you guys. It really was. You got it. Take care, my friend. Bye. Tell Carlita I said hello. I Chuck. will. I'm sure she'll have something interesting to, t- to talk about. Bill, oh, yeah, what's she cooking? Bill, how bad was that storm for you last night? It was I brutal. Was really bad. I could I couldn't go to sleep. I was up uh, I, most of the night. I, I mean, I was aware most of the night. It, it, no damage where I was, but a uh, lot of rain, a lot of hail. Man, when the hail came, I heard that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't get any hail. Is that you, Carlita? Uh-oh. Whoever it was, they hung up. I, uh, yeah, then, yeah. Oh, by the way, by the way, don't let Carlita go. You let me go because I got to go back to the bank. Okay, you got it. Um, yeah, I, uh, it was just brutal last night. And, Bill, you see I sent you the pictures of my nightmare that I talked about just before we all got quarantined. What the, the hell was that? It looks like it was a snowstorm out there. That's what I'm talking about, Bill. That is what had turned for you, for the audience that don't know what we're talking about. I got a great view outside my condo. And uh, about three weeks ago, they put up these floodlights out there because somebody down in, in a building two or three doors down said she was worried about security. And so they put up these floodlights. So not only did they put up floodlights in front of her building, they put up floodlights in front of my building right in front of my condo. And the pictures that I sent, because I don't want, I'm back to normal now. I finally bitched enough to the council president of North Royalton, First Energy, and, of course, the property management people. I bitched enough, and finally, I believe Monday or Sunday, they finally turned the lights back off. So now my oasis, and the best part, Bill, was that at night when there's a thunderstorm, it was, even though it was spooky, it was a gorgeous view of the lightning and stuff that was going on. And I couldn't see that anymore because they had these big-ass floodlights on in my building, you know. <laughs> hey, when you were a kid, did you ever kick street lights out? No, uh, I, I, de- I do believe I BB gunned one. No, 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 not, no, no, not BB. Okay. Kick them. Kick with your foot. No, because they're freaking the, 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 the hundred feet in the air. Nope. Here's the deal. Uh, certain kids figured this out, and you can still do it. Uh, 
arc lights, mercury arc lights, yeah. you know, like in, uh, like street lights, those street lights, if you kick them, like give them a big jolt, you'll interrupt the mercury flow and it'll put it out. <laughs> now, it'll come back on slowly, you know, like they come on at night, you know, and they, they come on low and then they get brighter and brighter. Uh-huh. But you can turn them off by kicking the pole. Oh, my goodness. The things you learn in the in the uh, suburban <clears throat> neighborhoods over what we did in the hood. <laughs> I got to tell you. Yeah, listen. I mean, we used to throw rocks at them, but, you know. Right. All right, listen. Tomorrow, I'm going to let you go, but tomorrow I'm going to come by. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll call you, and we'll talk about tomorrow. Why are you let me go? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I, still good. Oh, I thought you said you had to go when I when Carlina well, was coming I do on. In a, I, I do in a minute, but you usually let go of her first. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, what I want to know about this is what is the difference, this uh, Coraclin, uh, oxychloroquine, or whatever, that the, the president is promoting and that seems to be working, and all that the, you know, one side, it seems like the Democrats, this is dangerous, it shouldn't be used, it should be, and then on the other side, it's like, it works every time, what are you talking about? <laughs> it, you know... Oh, you shouldn't use it. It has a side effect of making people go blind. Yeah, one in a million. Come on. Yeah. And, I... and, and did you see on the news that the Democratic senator from, is the senator or the governor? The Democratic governor of Michigan credits Trump with saving her life because she took that drug, that chloroquine. Wow. The... Okay. Or a Quinn or whatever. Right, right, right. Well, I got to tell you, I uh, like anybody else, and again, I saved wisely before this whole pandemic even started happening. So, you know, I'm okay. And like I said, I'm, I'm getting paid until the 15th, and then obviously I'll probably be on, uh, I'll be laid off after that. And, and, of course, I'll be able to collect unemployment. I got my refund check coming back from the government. And then hopefully there's 1200 and then, and, and, you know, what, we'll see what we see. But I got to tell you, I th- after that, after this virus, Bill, and then when the storm that happened last night, I said to myself, God can say to the public, I can cancel all this shit right away. I can bring the country to a standstill in a heartbeat. And I wonder, Bill, will we ever see two things back when this whole thing is supposedly over? Will we ever see salads that are laid out in Giant Eagle and Heinen's and other places where you can make your own salad? Will we ever see the buffets come back like before this whole pandemic happened? Uh, You know, that's a decent question, but I come down on the side of, uh, of course we will, and uh, this time next year uh, they'll be arguing about what the fuck is Trump doing now. I know. It's a- you know, I mean, it, it, it's, isn't it strange or isn't it interesting? I think it's interesting, actually, because I love the human condition. It's we aren't hearing about anything. No. There's no news happening. Nothing. There's no- well, of course there is. It's just that's what the media is choosing. And, it again, it gets me that the media, and Chuck will have something to say about this, that the media continues to push the gloom and doom side of it. Yeah. All the all these models. We're going to see a million deaths. This was supposed to be the worst week since Pearl Harbor. 
Yeah. That's what this week was supposed to be. I don't know. I don't think it is. Of course, I'm not in New York or I'm not in Detroit. Yeah. Uh, very, but, very, very true. Very, very true. But again, like I told Chuck Galetti, I am now officially wearing my masks when I go out to places because at first I've, I felt stupid. But now there's enough people. It seems like 60% of the people now going into Giant Eagle have on their masks. So I don't feel so stupid now. And I say hey. to myself that it's better safe than sorry. I don't give a crap what people think about me, you know? Hey, and, and the other thing that's developing is the story about black folks, the black population being more susceptible. Yeah. And I know, you know, it's not politically correct to say, you know, overweight and all that, but... I'm serious. I, if, if I were in the black community, I would be very concerned. I really would. You and me both. Uh, I, it, I mean, we're talking about overweight. I mean, it's not like that. it's the only population, but there certainly is a lot of black folks that are overweight. And there's certainly a lot of black folks that don't know that they're pre-diabetic or diabetic because they either don't have health insurance or they don't want to know, so they're not going to the doctor. That's yeah, a- they eat, they get sleepy, they sweat, yeah, but, eh, but they don't go have it checked out. And that's what worries me. And, and, and you know what, you make a good point because, and again, in the black community, and I know this because my father was this way. My father had uh, a high blood pressure, and all he, he smoked a pack a day, and he loved nothing but pork. Fried bologna, fried hot dog, fried eggs, you know, yeah. uh, pork, pork, pork. And, and over the years, I believe when he started at, at around 45 to 50, year old, 50 years old, we had a clinic in our neighborhood, in the hood, and they prescribed him this medication. Well, he died of a heart attack at 67. And then when we went to his room and opened his drawers, there were nothing but bottles upon bottles of medications that he never took. Because he wow. was a, he was a proud man from the hood. Oh, I don't you know I don't have time to be sick. I got to get to work. I'm not taking this stuff. It makes me feel strange. And so he didn't take his medication. And a lot of people in our community in the hood, in the black population, some of them are just still not taking this thing serious. I are understand. They, I, well, yeah, and, and that's what I don't uh, get. The, the other thing I heard was they said it's real serious that the black folks don't seem to be coming to the hospital or contacting a doctor until it's too late. Right. It's like the, the message goes out, hey, guys, you've got to show up earlier, not when you're on death's door. Right, right. And that's the thing. that The problem with this particular, particular virus is that it moves fast. Because you don't want, obviously, when you don't know, you don't have any symptoms. But then once you get the symptoms, in a lot of cases, it's moving fast to the point where all of a sudden they have to put you under in order to keep your lungs going in order to yep. try to save your life. It's like you get it, and all of a sudden you go, oh, crap, I don't feel right. And then you go to the hospital, and then within a, within 36 hours, all of a sudden you're on a ventilator, and, you're in, and then they put you in a coma to try to save your life, Bill. I know. And what is the message then that should be sent out to the black communities? Because they, they're not going to church, so they can't get, you know, the word that way. But it's, I mean, I'm, I'm concerned with a lot of black friends that I do have that all over, it's like, guys, uh, this is what the facts are now. 
I don't know about overweight women. I haven't heard anything about that. Have you? No, I have not. We just brought somebody else in on the phone. Who's this? This is, is this the big daddy up in Cleveland, Ohio? Oh, Wilson, how you doing? Hi, Wilson. Bill Bender here. Hi, Bill. Hey, my, my, my lovely bride just told me, she just read this morning, that it's Hispanics that are more susceptible to this uh, COVID-19 than, than any. Well, again, more I get black, more than whites, uh, but it's the Hispanics, and they've had more deaths. Also. Well, and again, it could be the same thing as with the black pop, the African-American population. Number one, people are terrified. My buddy who told me who works for the Strongsville Fire Department said the numbers of people calling for the ambulance has gone way down because people are terrified not to even go to the hospital because they think if they go there, that's where they're going to catch it. So whatever kind of conditions they're having, they don't want to go to the hospital and, and, and then again, uh, Warner, because we saw the, I saw the story, uh, the report that said that the black population was. So it could be both in the same thing. They could be pretty close in the same way with numbers and everything. But I think a lot of people, like I said, they're already downtrodden. They already, life is already hard. And they're not taking it serious enough a lot of times, like Bill said, until it's too late, Wilson. Well, Bill and Marty, I have not left the house in over three weeks. You know, you know about my uh, what I've gone through, right. Marty, as far as my lungs. I don't dare go out. Yeah, because so of your I, lungs. I've contained myself to my home. I've been here for over three weeks, and uh, they cut Teresa's hours from eighty hours to fifty hours. So every two weeks, she's only working fifty hours instead of the eighty. And uh, so, you know, <laughs> I saw is she, is she exposed? Is she being exposed that she could yeah, bring it into the house? No, Bill, she works in the hospital, but she works in a separate building where there's 10 of them. There's 10 ladies, and they're all on right. the phones all day. They schedule for doctors. She's in, that's called scheduling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. She's got her own little work area. She never goes to the hospital. She's never exposed to any of that stuff. She's in, it used to be the radio shack. They refurbished it, and she's in there. Got you. Is she, is, uh, is she, re, is she wearing a mask yet or no? Yeah, well, we are now, yes. And I ordered a couple, plus we got a couple of makeshift, yeah. Yeah. So I, to go to the grocery shopping or something like that, Marty, but yeah, wear a mask. Now, I, I don't have to because I haven't left the property yet, but when I do leave the property, I will wear a mask. Yeah, I, at this point, I don't care what people think of me. I'm, I'm wearing one because at this point, I'd rather be safe than sorry, you know? Oh, yeah, me too, me too, uh, and... Uh, so, what are you doing it, with your time, Wilson? Well, I'll tell you what I'm doing with my time. A real quick story for you, Bill, you're probably unaware of, but Marty is now. Uh, yesterday, I got a, um, a private message for somebody I used to work with. And he sent me a picture of myself and Dave Logan taken back in 1981 when I was in charge of uh, security for a charity basketball game here in Mount Vernon. There was okay. 10 Cleveland Browns that came down here, and they played the basketball game uh, against our uh, All-Stars. They called Mount Vernon All-Stars. That's raised money, and uh, I had my picture taken with Logan and uh, Robert E. Jackson, Robert L. Jackson, and Reggie Rucker that night. And so I had it all these years, and uh, so in 2012, uh, Logan was talking on WTAM in Cleveland, and they were talking about uh, – the massacre at the movie theater back in 2012, if you remember it, where the 12 people were killed yep. and 70 injured. 
Well, Dave Logan was talking to Triv, and I just happened to catch it, and I listened to Logan, and I, I remembered to get my picture taken with him. So I, I uh, shipped a letter off to him in the mail, uh, and I sent him two 8 by 10 pictures of him and I, and I asked that he autograph the one and send it back to me, keep the other one for his rats in the basement, if nothing else, you know, <laughs> whatever. And, uh, but I wrote him a nice little letter, you know, and thanked him for being a Cleveland Brown. He was one of my favorite players. Now, that was 2012. Now, fast forward to yesterday. I get this message from a guy. This picture of you and this Cleveland Brown was in a national publication called The Athletic. And I thought maybe you'd be interested. Unbeknownst, I didn't know it was in there. So I got to, uh, look, you're looking at it and start you know, uh, getting on the computer and looking it up. And here it was submitted by Dave Logan himself. He was talking with Tom Reed out of Cleveland, Ohio. Him and Pat McManaman and uh, uh, Ron Koontz, uh, not Ron, John Koontz, mm-hmm. all work for this athletic. They both, uh, they've written for the Plain Dealer, the Akron Beacon Journal, all this. But just Reed uh, called Logan, he called several of them, he called Gray Pruitt and a lot of them, but... Uh, so anyway, Dave Logan told him about our story, about me being in charge of basketball, you know, and meeting, shaking my hand. And it was really cool. Marty can forward you the email that I sent. But, I mean, it, it really touched me. And he, he kept my letter all these years. He still has that letter that I wrote him. Logan does. And, uh, wow. it, it, it brought, you know, it, 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 it gave me goosebumps, you know, after all these years. Yeah. So this morning, what Marty doesn't know, I'll tell Marty now, I called his show about an hour ago. He's on the air right now. And so I called his show, and I got to talk to Logan. Oh, Dave Logan, <laughs> that's right. That that such a fantastic. When you when you showed me the story earlier, I started reading, I go, that, you are living the charmed life, and there is something to say about longtime season ticket holders because you get some great experiences, uh, Wilson. And I'm so glad you shared it with our listeners. I'm going to let you get off the line because I got the lowering the booms coming up. The okay, Chuck Booms commentary. Uh, I'll, I'll listen to Chuck Booms. You guys take care up there, you hear? You got it, you my take friend. Care. Take care. All right. Oh, my goodness. What a great story. Uh, 440-628-8145. But don't call. Chuck Booms commentary is coming up in, in, in just a minute. We'll lower the booms. Bender. I'm going to let yeah. you get out of here because I'm going to do a commercial for my, our favorite sponsor, Goldberry Roasting, and some, right. and some promotions. And then uh, by that time, Booms will be calling in. Good luck with the banks. Make sure that they pay you so you can pay me, okay? I will do so and uh, pick up your check tomorrow. You got it. I'll talk to you about tomorrow and uh, later on tonight or early in the morning, okay? All right. Thanks. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, let me tell you guys about Goldberry Roasting Company. Every Wednesday, I get very excited because that's when I make my pot of coffee, usually for all the show members of the show, but because they're not here, I make it just for me. <laughs> Too bad for them. So today, I had the Panama Boquite. Panama Boquite. Yeah, I had to get in touch with my man, Pete Cooper, the owner over at Goldberry Roasting Company. I say, hey, how do you say this last name? But anyway, Panama Boquite is what I had today, and it was, as usual, delicious. Goldberry Roasting Company. Listen, if you're somebody right now, a lot of us are shut in, right? Quarantine. So if you want delivery, you want to schedule a pickup, just get in touch with Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. Pete at GoldberryRoasting.com. 
Com. They can ch- schedule a pickup. They can do local delivery. They probably can even chip it for you if you like, okay? Because this is some good coffee. You want to try different coffees. I had to Brazil. I had to Guadalajara. To get today, the uh, Panama Boquite. It's hard to say, but Boquite. Panama. Anyway, I ain't going to get bothered to give you the phone number because nobody's going to write it down. Just go to the website. GoBerryRoasting.com. GoBerryRoasting.com. Com. If you're a business, you want to sell Goldberry, hey, right here in Aston, Ohio, Ohio bred and born, Goldberry Roasting Company, okay? GoldberryRoasting.com. Hold on. Woo-hoo-hoo! That's some damn good coffee. Hey, want to give a quick shout-out to my main man, Gary Lee. I've been, I've been laxed in promoting Gary Lee. And, of course, Matt Sports over at the uh, Savage MMG Network. Also, want to say hello to Bishop Savage because these guys, I don't ever want to forget about them. Other people, radio people who love to do their craft, and these guys were good to me when I was trying to find out how to do something to grow the audience. Bishop Savage was wonderful to me, okay? And I met Bishop Savage through Gary Lee. And, of course, I met Matt Sports, or Matt Shorts, as I call him, because the first time I met him, he was in shorts. Big tall guy, looked like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Anyway, I understand that they're going to be changing their show from Wednesdays to Thursdays. They used to be on Wednesdays 6 to 8, and now they're going to be on Thursdays. And when I get more information, I will definitely promote it and pass it along to you. And just don't forget, the Savage MMG Network. A lot of good shows. I think they got a holistic lady on there. they got a yoga lady on there. The Savage MMG Network with my man, uh, uh, Savage and Gary Lee and all those guys. It is fantastic. The Savage MMG Network. Is this my man Chuck Booms? It is. All What's right. Up, Big Daddy? Time to lower the booms with the Chuck Booms commentary. So a lot of things that have changed over the week, uh, Chuck Booms, as we have seen. And in New York, uh, they've now eclipsed the number of people who died in 9-11 that have now died from the coronavirus, over 5,500, 791 people just yesterday, and then I saw the story, Chuck, and then I'll just wind you up and let you go, is I saw, because I've been bitching every week about them still flying people, landing and taking off, and they had a story yesterday about Floridians traveling to 46 states and foreign nations before they even found out that they were infected with coronavirus. So they still got these people, predominantly older people, retired, rich, whatever, still flying around the country, and they're infecting other people. I just don't understand how they expect to get a handle on this if they're still letting people land and fly all around the company. Chuck Booms commentary, time to lower the booms. Go. Well, uh, it just shows you what a sham the whole thing was. If you were really serious about transmission and infection, you would have shut down the American airport. It's just that simple. Exactly. There's not that many people flying anyway, but you can't because the airline industry is in the pocket of every politician, and they absolutely refuse. So where you had the most ability for non-control and crowds and people and whatever were always the airports. And isn't it funny that you bring up airports, Big Daddy, because I'd like to start there today if I could on our tutorial for those of you who tune in for facts, not farce, facts, not fake news, only the facts. Um, as we look at what we're dealing with now with deaths, we're dealing with New York, 5489, New Jersey, 1232, 
Michigan, and that's unfair to the Upper Peninsula and the rest of Michigan. This is basically Detroit. But Michigan, 845. And then Louisiana, also unfair to Baton Rouge and everywhere. This is everyone's favorite toilet, New Orleans, 532. So if you take those four states, and add them up, those four states, you have 8,100 deaths, okay? Um, now, the rest of the states going along are California 450, something I'd like to point out quickly, Marty. Michigan 845, California 450. Now, wouldn't most people go, wait a minute, Chuck, you must have those backwards. No. Michigan 845, California 450. What have I been telling you for weeks about California? The disease had already hit California and gone through it, meaning they left it alone. And they have the most Asians. They have the most Asian population. They have the most Asian travelers averaging between five and 7,000 in and out of each airport, San Diego, LAX, SFO, that's San Francisco, uh, San Jose, all these big airports, John Wayne, um, they all average between five and 7,000 Asian travelers per day. So that should have been way, 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 way worse than New York City. And we find it's really half of really the city of Detroit. So as we totaled up the deaths, as I said, it's 8,100 for the four states, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Louisiana. But again, when you're doing that, it's not really states, is it? It's New York City, not New York State. It's upper New Jersey by Manhattan, not all, not Cape May, New Jersey, at that southern tier of the beach. It's not all of Michigan, it's Detroit. It's not all of Louisiana, it's New Orleans. And I added in Illinois, certainly not all of Illinois, that's Chicago. And California, it's not all of California, that's San Fran and Los Angeles. So if you had all six states, you get 8,930 deaths. The total debt in the country is 12,911. Let's take the 11 off, Marty, and make it 12,9. I'll take 30 off of the total, which I shouldn't, but I'll do it to make it easy, and make it 8,900 for those six states, but basically cities. That's 12900 minus 8900. You're left with 4,000 deaths for 44 other fucking states. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? How fucking stupid can one population be? I knew there were dumb people out there. I didn't know how naive, how stupid how easily lied to, how easily controlled the masses are. But we are, there is a problem. There is an epidemic in this country, and it's an epidemic of dumb fucks that are about to hand this country over to globalists who are going to change everything in your life. And I've got a lot to say on that today for you and things for you to look up that will make the skin roll up your arm. You got it. Now, before you go into the next, before your next rant, what do you think about baseball playing all their games in Arizona with no fans in this so-called bubble? Of they they got it. Once they come out with these tests, supposedly now within 15 minutes, they can now test the players every day. The players will be playing in all these ballparks in Arizona where a lot of them go for spring training, no fans, and they can go ahead and get their season started. 
What do you think? Marty, I love you to death, and I'd be glad to talk baseball at the end if we can squeeze it in. You got but it. But if you think baseball compares to our country right. and what these people are really up to, dude, this could be the end of your life, my life, uh, your family's lives, your kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews. There's some really serious stuff I got to get to this week that I want people to really pay attention to. Definitely have an opinion on baseball and all the other sports. But let me quickly get through some of this other stuff because it's important. This has been the one show where they've been able to turn to all over the country, all over Northeast Ohio, all over the Midwest to actually get facts. And then hopefully those people go out on social media and spread facts and we have a chance to turn around something a lot worse than a cold virus. You got it. Go ahead. So, Lower the booms. You Go ahead. Up, you brought up the airports. Well, one of the things no one looked at was airports, but you're very smart, Marty, to do so. What we have found is, as we look at where the deaths are, New York, New Jersey, Michigan, Louisiana, there's a pocket in Miami, Chicago for sure, and then LAX. And San Francisco, what do all those hotspots have in common, including Detroit? Big international travel. New York has LaGuardia, JFK, Liberty, Newark. Those are three of the biggest airports in the world right there, all surrounding Manhattan, all huge international terminals. LAX, the Bradley Terminal, named after Mayor Tom Bradley. Huge international terminal. SFO in San Fran. Huge international terminal. Detroit Metro has a monster international terminal, as does New Orleans. How about Chicago O'Hare? One of the biggest. One of the other hotspots we're seeing, Atlanta, Hartsfield, monster international terminal. So what you're seeing is basically big American cities, where we don't do anything but let people from all over the world fly in and out whenever they want and don't do anything about it. And isn't it, you know, the bullshit Coke commercial, everybody hold hands, we are the world, or these bullshit, we're all in this together. No, we're not, because if you live in Arkansas, the Dakotas, Montana, Wyoming, Missouri, uh, tons of places in the United States, we're not all in this together. The country has been shut down and made to suffer for those major places. And they could have easily attached whatever they wanted to to those hot spots and left the rest of the economy open. There was no excuse, Marty, to do this. And now how do we know that for a fact? Because a group called, and you can write it down, I is an idiot, H is in Harry, M is in me, and E is in Edward. I-H-M-E modeling. That's the number one modeling analytics thing that they all use for all the predictions, the dire predictions they've given us uh, since this thing started. And what has I-M-H-E, along with the University of Washington, that's out in Seattle, what have those two things told us? Well, at the beginning they said it could be a million people could die. Then it was 500,000. Then it was 250. Then we know just a week or two ago, Marty, it was 100,000 to 200,000 if we're lucky. Then that was lowered to 94. Then that went down to 82. And now today, the University of Washington, UW, 
modeling, along with the IHME, says 60,400. Does anybody not see how wildly fucking incorrect these things were because we're dealing with analytics and modeling? If you like a little sports, analytics and modeling said draft down, trade down, and take Corey Coleman. How'd that fucking work out? So analytics, people with modeling. I'll give you an example from last night, Big Daddy. I went out and covered my two cars with giant blankets and tarps because I only have a one-car garage. And I covered it with all those things because they said there was a 70% chance of serious hail, severe hail, up to golf ball-sized hail that would damage your cars. They kept saying, Jason Nicholas is saying, if your car's out, get it under something, cover it, going to be severe damage. Uh, we not only didn't, and that was an hour before the storm. They were saying it for days, hour before, looking at their modeling, looking at their computers. You know what I got? Rain, heavy, for about seven minutes, wind, and zero hail. I, Nothing. I, I got the same thing. I didn't get any hail. I got a lot of thunder and lightning. Yeah, and, thunder and, and lightning. Yep. But I got yeah. no. I didn't get any. I, I didn't know anything about hell until Bender mentioned it earlier in the show. Why? I have a question for you, Big Daddy, yeah. and for whoever else is joining us today on the show. Why do you think the average American, right, whether you're high school educated, I'm college educated, uh, you know, University of Kentucky, I think <laughs> it still counts as college. Uh, you know, whether you're in a trade, whatever, you know, just regular Americans out there. Why are people so easily, easily, not only swayed, but like, you know, completely 100% behind saying, well, the experts said, the experts said, well, according to the doctors, according to experts, according to some, without ever questioning who the fuck are the experts and what are they doing exactly that makes them experts? Why does everybody blindly just say that? Do you have an answer? Because I don't. No, I, I, I do not. I do not. I, I do common sense, and I say to myself, they keep talking about these numbers, but then they single out a lot of businesses that are hurting small businessmen. But then the big businesses, the the uh, the home, the do-it-yourself places, the grocery stores, the grocery stores, I can understand. But the airlines is what really gets to me because for years I heard nothing but that's where you get sick is when you're on those damn planes with people on there and you're flying all over the place. And those are still, and no one, I never hear anyone say, well, why are the airplanes are still on uh, taking off and landing? And no one talks about it. And I say to myself, then the story comes out about the Floridians and they're, they're flying all over the place, all these other states, to see relatives and friends and going to, on cruises and foreign Marty, countries and every, everything. every airline. Think about how bad cruise ships are. They're nothing compared to an aircraft. Yeah. An aircraft, take it from me, I headlined the whole country doing stand-up. Yep. And I was flying every week, L.A. to Boston, then back to L.A., then L.A. to Miami, then back to L.A., then L.A. to Vegas. And each one of those flights is an incubator. It's recycled air. And you're on the plane with hundreds of people coughing, wheezing, you don't know where they're from or what flight they got off of or what flight that was on with other people that were sick from another flight and a flight and a flight. The biggest incubators in the world are air travel, and it doesn't strike anybody as odd 
But the first thing we wouldn't have done if we were really concerned about this is suspend all air traffic in the world? In the world! You know, they keep that insulting thing up about this is more deaths than 9-11. That was a two-hour terrorist attack. And not even, it took two hours for the towers to fall. The terror attack was just ramming the planes into the building. That was over a matter of hours. And if you remember, we grounded every aircraft, and they were grounded for, uh, you know, at least a week till we could figure out what the hell was going on. That's right. We never did it for a day in this country for this. But we shut everybody's business down. We shut down the forest. We shut down the dog groomer. We shut down the beauty parlors. We shut down the gyms. Are you kidding me? Wake up. Not you, Marty. The audience. Wake up, people. Don't you see what this has been about? This is about control, and this is about how much would you just sit there and obey, and now you got them all out there going, wow, the social distancing has really paid off. There's another lie. Social distancing, if you do the research, and I have, is built into every model. So you then can't say social distancing paid off. They came up with these wildly huge numbers with social distancing built in. In other words, Marty, when they were at 500,000, it was in. When they were at 100 or 200,000, it was in. And at 94 and at 82, and now we're at 60. That's already built and baked into the cake. It has nothing to do with it. And what they don't show is, what are the numbers hadn't you done a goddamn thing? What if you'd have done nothing? They said, oh, it would be millions and millions and millions. That's bullshit. And the proof is, what they said would happen with social distancing has been way off. It's not even close. Do you realize there are still a bunch of counties in Ohio without one case of coronavirus? Then how can we say, since all these liberals want to be fair, how is it fair to tell somebody in those counties they can't go to a restaurant, they can't go to the gym, they can't go to the dog groomer, they can't go to the florist? It's bullshit. It's bullshit, and it's mind control. And, Marty, I found out why. And it's going to scare the shit out of you. Uh-oh, here we go. I want you to write this down for the show. I want it to go up on the website for everybody so they know where to go look. There's a thing on YouTube called, and I wrote it down here, I watched it, it'll make the skin roll off your arm. Hold on, let me get it. Got so many notes here, dude, hang with me. It is called... Uh, all right, Revelation, R-E-V-E-L-A-T-I-O-N, Revelation, semicolon, Bill Gates, and ID2020. Okay. This is about Bill Gates wanting to do a vaccination program worldwide where every citizen would have to get it. And what they're doing is putting a microchip, biochip inside you that that way we know your health history, whether you've had a virus, whether you had coronavirus, it's all for everyone's safety. It's all. But really what it is is the globalists, and they want a cashless 
moneyless society, and if you don't get that chip, you can't shop. You can't get food. You can't bank. You can't go to the doctor. It's all population control tracking, and for those of you who believe in the Bible like I do, that is the mark of the beast. This has been coming. They have been looking for the chance to do it. And Bill Gates, in case you're wondering, that son of a bitch, he's the biggest globalist. And so not only do I want you to see that on YouTube, I also want you to look up a thing that happened, Marty, called Bill Gates. Again, Bill Gates, event, E-V-E-N-T, event 201. Bill Gates, event 201. This happened in October of 19. So that's our last fall, just less than 60 days before the pandemic was let loose. Listen to this. When you go to Bill Gates, event 201, you will see a gigantic conference room full of globalists. Ready, Marty? As they act out a made-up simulated pandemic, and just for the heck of it, they said, let's make it a coronavirus. They didn't say Ebola. You know, they didn't say, uh, you know, any other, you know, pandemic or flu or H1N1 or anything. They go, ah, let's make it a coronavirus. And then went over all the scenarios of shutting down people's economies. Could you shut down the world's economy? Could you do, dude, it is the scariest shit. And these are facts. Look them up. They happened. These people were all in a room. They tried to pan it off once they got caught and said, oh, no, we were just doing something. We're, you know, predicting whatever. They never predicted anything. This was a precursor to what they did to this world. And Bill Gates and these other sons of bitches ought to be arrested and tried for treason. Wow. One of them. Wow. They're They're the foxes in the hen house. They give billions to charity, so everybody like Oprah says, oh, Bill and Melinda Gates, aren't they wonderful? Yeah, like Harvey Weinstein gave all that money to violence against women's groups. Meanwhile, at his place, he's raping women every 10 minutes. It's the fox in the hen house, people, and Bill Gates is at the head of the class. Marty, when you see these things, when you look that YouTube video up, and when you look up, Bill Gates, event 201, you will be shocked. Talking to Chuck Boone's, Chuck Boone's commentary every Wednesday, 1245, right here on the GLC. Just, I I didn't know that, and then I got nothing but time, so I want to go and see this. Bill Gates, event 201, Bill Gates, event 201. I got to see this because I did not know that. It is, it is one of the most, Unbelievable things, uh, and the whole thing was called a pandemic exercise, and that if something happened, you know, because they're all trying to save us, wink, wink, how could we get to mass inoculation? Well, you know, in this country, there are wide swaths of parents that say, I don't want my kids getting any vaccination, for whatever, any reason, you know, I'm against my religion, or I just don't, you know, freedom of choice. I happen to have been vaccinated when I was a kid, you know, for smallpox or whatever the different things were back then. But now we're talking about where they would say, uh, by the way, you know who's partners in these different things? See if these names sound familiar. Johns Hopkins University, Johns Hopkins Medical Center, 
How about the World Health Organization and the United Nations? All globalists. All out to destroy the United States and France and Britain and any other sovereign nation because they have wanted one world government forever. And for the people who think that's black helicopters and all the other nonsense, you are mistaken. They, the best way they used to say, Marty, back in, the, back in the day, when you wanted to go shoplifting, what's the best way to do it? Right in front of their face. Take the candy bar, put it right in your pocket, or undo the wrapper, start eating it, and you walk out and he goes, you pay for that? And you go, yeah, and you go right to the car. <laughs> the easiest way to do something is to do it right in front of their face. <laughs> and that's what they're doing with this pandemic. And I'll tell you, You'll, you'll notice now more and more the liberal commentators are all out there saying it's got to stay locked down longer, locked down longer. The next thing they're going to try to do, Marty, and in the weeks coming, we'll talk about it, but the Democrats are out to steal an election by saying stay at home and mail in your ballots. Right. Just like this son of a bitch and supposed Republican DeWine, I hope Trevisano continues to pound the shit out of him. Because I know Mike and a lot of people, not just Mike, but people thought maybe this guy's a decent guy. He's a globalist just like John Kasich. And DeWine wants our entire primary to be mail-in your ballot. If you want fraud, then you want mail-in ballots. You could have people in Chicago sit in apartments for days signing fake ballots. It's called ballot harvesting. And to take away your right to go into a booth, pull the curtain, and vote, by yourself is the very sanctity of this country. So when you start hearing these Democrats, and they're going to be out there, Marty, saying, oh, you know, it's too dangerous, and this is safer, or, or some idiot was saying, you know, you can pull up an app and vote on your phone. Yeah, that probably won't be any fraud. These are the same assholes that yelled at Trump about the Russians. The Russians are going to hack the elections. Yeah, you don't have to worry about the Russians. All the hacking and cheating will be done from right here inside the United States, and everybody had better wake up to that's what's coming next. You know what? That's funny. And, and of course, we'll talk for our audio uh, listeners. We're talking to Chuck Booms, Chuck Booms commentary, Lower the Booms every Wednesday, 1245, right here on the GLC. When I heard that story, the first as soon as I heard it, they're talking about now they're talking about mailing your ballots. I went, ooh, boy, you talk about <laughs> opening up a can of worms for fraud. Yeah. They want to get Trump out of there in, in any means necessary, and that would be a great way to do it. The only way you were ever entitled to an absentee ballot was the word absentee. So I would vote. I did it every election when I was at University of Kentucky. But I got an absentee ballot and requested one from Ohio so I could vote in Ohio where I was registered to vote. That's an absentee ballot. Now they're talking about everybody just stay home and do it. Well, how many elections have we seen in Chicago in the old days where they go, you're not going to believe it. We found a box of absentee ballots in a back room. We better count them, you know. And in the 60 election with Kennedy and Nixon, there were dead people that voted 10 times. It's election fraud, election fraud. You know, one of the worst things, Marty, that was ever done, and Republicans are giant pussies on this. That's why I hate the Republican Party, too. But Democrats started with this voter suppression shit. You're African-American. And so I know you have keen insight on this. Nobody wants anybody suppressed for voting. White, black, 
gay, straight, Jew, Christian, Hispanic, Asian, Catholic, Jewish. Nobody cares. But when they made it that if you said, you have to show a photo ID of where you are, who you are, and where you live to vote, that that was racist and voter suppression is the biggest crock of shit and an insult to African Americans and others as if they're incapable of what? Getting a photo ID? Getting a driver's license? Don't they buy cigarettes? Don't they get on airplanes? Don't they show an ID at work to get in? You know, I had to show a picture ID in New York City to get in the Fox News building every morning when I was co-hosting Fox and Friends. One morning they caught that my ID was expired. It was still my picture, my address, my birthday, my everything. They wouldn't let me in the building until, like, Roger Ailes from Fox came down and got me and said, you idiots, we're on the air in a half hour. He's been on all week. What do you do? But, I mean, that's what you have an ID for, to make sure that, you know, your name matches the plane ticket and we don't have terrorists. Or if you're old enough to get cigarettes or alcohol, you get carded. That happens to every race, every ethnicity in the country. So why would it possibly be racist? to ask for a frickin' ID before you do the most solemn, important thing as an American citizen, cast a vote. It's ridiculous. Oh, lowering the booms, Jeff Booms commentary every week here on the GLC. As always, my friend, great information. I can't wait to go to watch this uh, this thing with Bill, Bill Gates. Bill Gates stuff, yeah. Again, there's two different things. One is Bill Gates, event 201, Bill Gates. Event 201, look it up. There's tons of stuff on that. That is the scariest thing you'll ever see. Um, there is a third thing that goes with all this. It's in there. But this is all part of the Bill Gates thing. I told you, the YouTube thing is called Revelation, Bill Gates and ID 2020. But if people want to just look up Project ID 2020, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. They're hiding it in plain sight. And those of you that don't want the truth, you don't seek the truth. And, you know, I told you, Marty, I was talking to, I won't tell you it is, but a very prominent Clevelander, very prominent Clevelander, who um, happens to be of Jewish faith. And that prominent Clevelander, I brought up the essential and non-essential workers, right, that we keep hearing DeWine and other politicians saying, I, I told you a couple weeks ago on the show, essential and non-essential workers is from Mein Kampf that was written by Adolf Hitler. And when I brought that up to this person, they were like, oh, my God, you know what? You're right. And then they're like, it was in the movie Schindler's List. I said, the whole movie Schindler's List is about him trying to save as many Jewish people as he could by saying what, Marty? They were essential workers. He needed them in the factory. The Nazis were showing up saying they're non-essential and putting them in boxcars and sending them to extermination. And so we sit here every day. There is information. It's right there in front of us. And we walk around in a stupor. we got too many people out there going, I better stand six feet behind somebody and wear a mask. You know, the next time they tell you to stand six feet behind somebody and wear a mask may be when they're loading you and your family onto a fucking boxcar and sending you off to an extermination camp. It happened. And how do we know it could happen again, Marty? I'll end with this. 
if you don't learn from your history, you are doomed to repeat it. Chuck Boom's commentary right here on the GLC. Love you, my friend. We'll talk to you next week, okay? I love you, too. Love Chucky. Love everybody there with the show. God bless all you guys. We'll talk next week. Stay safe. You got it. Take care. Chuck Booms, lowering the booms right here on the GLC. All right, before we get out of here, let me do a little promo real quick. Don't forget the GLC is now worldwide. Get every live show and previous shows on our Galetti's Last Call Facebook page. And make sure you like us and follow us to get all the information on the future broadcasts, including lowering the booms, right here on the GLC. Also, our audio podcasts are everywhere. iTunes, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Spotify, LinkedIn, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TuneIn. The GLC is everywhere. And, of course, once again, don't forget Gary Lee and Matt Sports with Podcasting Dangerous. From what I understand, they're going to be moving to Thursdays, and I'll get more information on that. As I get it, I will give it to you. And, of course, thank you to my main man, uh, Bishop Savage, over at the MMG, the Savage MMG Network. They do a great job over there, do a lot of podcasting. They are holding the torch, just like the Big Daddy. And the GLC. Once again, I want to thank you to uh, Goldberry Roasting Company, my man Pete Cooper. Goldberryroasting.com. Goldberryroasting.com. If you want to talk about getting a shipment because you're quarantined or whatever, it's worth it because this is some damn good coffee, okay? Just email Pete at Goldberryroasting.com. Pete at Goldberryroasting.com. You can say, hey, Pete, I want some of that damn good coffee. I want some of that. Panama Boquite. <laughs> All right. I love you guys. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. I'm hunkering down like everybody else. Now, I'm hoping Bender's right that, you know, well, actually, he reprised his statement because I was talking about when the NBA are actually going to start playing games again. And I said to myself, I, I really don't see me going back to work until August. If that, okay, I hope I'm wrong. But... I'm hoping that it's by August because <laughs> otherwise I got a long time going here. I do, I do miss working out. I do miss my swimming because the swimming kept the body loose, kept the back. You know, when you're a big guy, you know, you have problems because I used to have a lot more gut than I have now. So, you know, the swimming always helped alleviate back pain because it kept me loose and nimble and worked those back muscles, you know. I... Uh, Worked very hard in the swimming pool, okay, to keep those going. But now I can't do anything, you know. And I jokingly online, you know, on Facebook said, hey, anybody, anybody rich got a swimming pool? I need to come swimming. And now I'm not even sure I'd go there because of the quarantine and everything. So what are you going to do? I keep plugging away like I'm plugging. Let me give you some numbers real quick before I get out of here. Let's see where it was. We talked about Alan Silver. The NBA draft is supposed to be like a virtual draft. Where everybody's going to be now, now it's going to be harder for them to do trades and stuff because they won't have enough time. They only got 15 minutes to do their deals. So I guess the draft is going to happen, but it's going to be like a virtual draft where everybody will be drafting at home. Okay. Um, let's see. I can change all this stuff right away. All right. I would talked about the salads and the buffets, maybe not ever coming back. New York State has 730 new coronavirus deaths from Tuesday. The biggest one-day jump in the statewide, totally, totally uh, 5,500 people are uh, now dead in New York State. Uh, in Cuyahoga County, health officials are working to determine how a one-week-old baby 
was tested positive for coronavirus. Okay, the Ohio Department of, Deve- uh, of Health confirmed at least 911 cases of coronavirus in Cuyahoga County, 22 dead in Cuyahoga County. Okay, those who have died in the suburbs range in age from 55 to 93. I'm 59 and a half. Prior to Wednesday, the youngest person who had died was 63. Black people are overwhelmingly dying from coronavirus in cities across the U.S. Black Americans are overwhelmingly dying more than any other race. And, of course, uh, we have Wilson Warren, uh, Warner calling in from Money Earn in Mount Vernon, said that uh, his wa- lovely wife, Teresa, told him that Hispanics, and I believe it's probably neck and neck, it's Hispanics and uh, African Americans, but minorities. You know, I mean, it's just uh, it just is because we are... Uh, less financially impaired to do the things that the affluent people are doing. And and we're terrified to go to the freaking hospital. I'm praying that I don't have to go to the hospital. If I do, I'm wearing a mask, you know, and I ain't taking it off. And then, of course, Florida travelers with the coronavirus visited 46 U.S. states, 75 foreign de- destinations before being diagnosed. Again, it's very serious. And, of course, the GLC will be here to tell you all about it. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to Goldberry Roasting Company. Thank you to American Office Services, our title sponsor, as always, for sponsoring the GLC. We love you guys. I, uh, God willing, if everything's good and I'm safe and healthy still here at the condo, beautiful Big Daddy Productions, downtown North Washington, Ohio, I will be back with you along with Bender. I don't know what happened to Carlita. I heard her calling me. I saw her calling me right at 1 o'clock. I don't know, girlfriend. I told you 1225. I got no time to wait. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure she had something going on. But anyway, we will. the whole crew will hopefully be back again next week. I'm trying to hook up the video chat uh, so I can bring some video of you. I know you guys don't care what we look like, us men, but you want to see Carlita. So I'm hoping to hook that up. And I'm trying to pin her ass down to do it. Uh, also, shout out to uh, uh, world-renowned chef Mark Periano. Uh, eat your heart out, Mark. I made myself turkey and pork lasagna. Ooh, four different types of cheeses. It went by special seasoning, so screw you and your sushi, all right? Making brother wait three years for some damn sushi. That's a crime. All right, see you guys. Love you. No music. I'm just getting hell out of here. Stay safe. We'll see you hopefully next week, Wednesday at noon, right here on the GLC for Lunch Bunch, including lowering the booms with Chuck Booms commentary. Love you guys. See you. Bye.